0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Break the State Podcast. This is episode number seven. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Limpman. And joining me today, we have Jay, the owner and founder of Anti-State Apparel. You can visit anti for all of your Liberty-themed shirts, patches, stickers, hoodies, and more. And you can also find him over on Instagram at anti-state. And speaking of Instagram, we also have the man best known for being an insufferable smartass in the comment section, and that is of course Ryan, the man behind or else what, that's at underscore or underscore else underscore what on Instagram. We had an excellent discussion talking about The Great Reset and the coming technocracy and much more. Uh, This has probably been one of my favorite episodes thus far, so I do hope you enjoy but before we get into that, I just wanted to take a moment to say that if you enjoy what I'm doing with this podcast, I'd love it if you considered heading over to anchor.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support, where you can become a monthly contributor for as little as 99 cents per month. Again, that's Anchor anchor.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support. Now let's get into the show. All right, this is Break the State Podcast, episode number seven. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Lymphman, and joining me back for their second and third appearances, respectively, are Jay, the owner and founder of Anti-State Apparel, and Ryan, the self-described insufferable smartass behind or else what on Instagram. (laughs) Jay, Ryan, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's
1: up, bro? How are you?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. How about you, Ryan? I'm doing well. Hell yeah, man. Good to hear it. So uh, before we get started today, Jay, you just um, kind of made a little announcement to me uh, right before we got on here. Can you fill us in on that?
1: Oh, yeah. I was letting you know that I had started uh, getting Break the State merch together so that uh, we could get some of that on antistate.net and uh, start you know letting people spread, spread the word about what you're doing here and uh, build some awareness for the podcast.
0: That is what's up. <laughs> Super stoked about that. That's what's up, man. Um, how big are the, uh, you, you mentioned stickers. How big are the stickers that we're looking at right now?
1: Uh, I actually, I got, I got two. Um, nice. I, I i got a two by two square. Okay. And then I got a three by three square
2: holographic.
0: Ooh, nice. Nice. It'll, All it'll, right.
2: look, it'll look good. It'll look really good. Excellent. Well, eye well, catching well, flashiness there. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: little limited edition.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll get some uh, links out there um, as soon as that is all ready to go. Um, So the reason I wanted to get you guys on today, um, last time we talked, Jay, you had mentioned that um, your kind of forecast for the future, you saw us um, at some point, you know, not too far down the line living in some sort of, uh, technocracy. Mm-hmm. And of course there's all this stuff going on with the great reset. This, um, as the New York times is calling it a baseless conspiracy theory. Um, so wanted to kind of talk about that, the technocracy, the great reset, COVID of course, and everything else, um, that's kind of going on with the lockdowns and all of that. So, um, I had come across this article from the New York Times that says the baseless great cons- uh, great reset conspiracy theory rises again. Um, it says a baseless conspiracy theory about the coronavirus has found new life as case- cases surge once again. On <laughs> on uh, monday morning the phrase great reset and this is what from uh this is from a couple of weeks ago now i think um it says on monday morning the phrase the great reset trended with nearly 80,000 tweets with most of the posts coming from familiar far right internet personalities of course it's always the far right that you know has the conspiracy theories uh, yeah
1: there's those right wing <laughs> extremists that just want to be left alone yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: um let's see the conspiracy alleges that a cabal of elites has long planned for the pandemic so they can use it to impose their global control uh their global economic control on the masses in some versions the unfounded rumor uh in some versions of the unfounded rumor excuse me i'm a little bit retarded uh it is only president trump who is thwarting this plan and keeping the scheme at bay so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, uh, hold on.
1: Are we talking about the, the orange game show, game show host guy?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love how like right off the bat, they, they say baseless, unfounded and, uh, automatically start, you know, connecting it to the whole QAnon thing, which is a huge buzzword to just, you know, use as like, that must be fake news. It must be coming from QAnon or what have you. So that's, that's you know, what?
1: I've got, I've got the same article up in front of me right now. And like, it goes on to real briefly going into saying how like the great reset narrative first took root in like late, late May and it's mm-hmm. talking about May 2020 and apparently whoever researched this great reset co- conspiracy doesn't realize that this is essentially just a rebranding of a conglomeration between agenda 21 and agenda 30 uh, agendas mm-hmm. that have been put out by the United Nations that have been out there for a very long time. But it goes on to say when Prince Charles and Klaus Schwab, uh, the executive chairman of the world economic forum announced plans to convene world leaders and discuss climate change, how to be rebuilt, an economy damaged by the pandemic. This was already slated. All of this stuff was already slated before the pandemic.
0: Well, yeah, they they got together for um, the World Economic Forum what in a uh, fall of 2019 um, was was when they like first started talking about the Great Reset.
1: You know what? I'm not exactly sure when this first
2: came up. I don't know uh, when let me see. I have, first came up.
0: I have this other article um, from uh, Mises.org uh, from um, Anthony P. Mueller. Um, he says that the um, under the auspices of the world economic freedom global global policymakers are advocating for a great reset um, with the intent of cre- uh, creating a global technocracy it is not by coincidence that on October 18 2019 in New York the WEF the world economic uh, um, The World Economic Forum uh, participated in event 201 at the high level pandemic exercise um, organized by John Hopkins Center for Health and Security. So I remember hearing about this, um, this uh, event 201, which is basically like a a war game exercise for a pandemic that just so happened to take place in October um, of last year. So I'm just going to point idea. out
2: that it's Johns
0: Hopkins
2: because the people that like that place get really uh, picky about that. Um, oh. And it's going to be important later with uh, something <laughs> I'm going to bring up. So oh, yeah,
1: totally.
2: <laughs> I want the people that believes in believe in Johns Hopkins to make sure that uh, they know that we have the utmost respect for the university as well. <laughs> 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 Sorry for interrupting. Please continue.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so basically I, I just I just found this article from New York Times to just be hilarious. You know, I think like um, you said before the show, Jay, that I think they really just threw this, you know, baseless great great reset conspiracy theory rises again up as a title. And they don't really expect anybody to look into it any further mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you see that that article come across on Facebook and. You like the headline and you share it to, you know, oh I really got you, you know, my, my right wing friend from high school or whatever, I really got you this time with this New York Times article. So- but what
1: you what you go to find out when you go read the article is that the the claim in the headline is what's actually baseless. And that there's plenty of supporting <laughs> there's plenty of supporting evidence of this. And even if you wanted to restrict yourself to mainstream media alone, um And looking at just, you know, behavioral modification, for example, I mean, there's USAID resources out there, Uh, article on Wired.co for virtual prisons, where they're talking about uh, restricting people's movement or abilities based off of like social credit and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I mean, from everything like this isn't anything that is new in any way, shape or form, like this shouldn't be new information to anybody uh, that has been around the community for a little while, they should be kind of familiar with some of this sustainability agenda that's come about. And it's all part of globalization. And I think that yeah. that, that kind of comes back to, you know, the assertion in that article, that, there's a belief that Trump is the only one thwarting this, you know, from being being <laughs> and the fact of the matter is is if that guy was thwarting it uh they would have they would have uh they would have lit the top down on the convertible like they did with JFK.
0: Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm pretty different. sure Trump was actually a guest at the World Economic Forum. Um, I I was looking up the guest list the other day, and I'm pretty sure that he is actually one of the guests there. So anybody that thinks that he's uh, awarding it, um, you know, is definitely definitely a bit.
1: <laughs> There's some secret societies that that guy's not a member of. That's sure. great, you know. That's wonderful. You're not a member of <laughs> Skull and Bones or whatever, but. He's got some really really dirty friends and just looking back oh, yeah. just looking at his political career going back to 2000 when I would always love to mention he ran for president as a democrat um mm-hmm. even if you go back to that point like you look at the dogs that he's been in bed with and this dude's got fleas and I really I you know I love this whole like patriotism you know people want to fix the country and stuff like that. But uh, putting your beliefs in a false Messiah is going to let you down every single time. And that's really what the right had built this guy
2: up to be as some sort of savior.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's no and safe. Put, us, like, man. Tin,
2: tinfoil hat on it. Uh, not that like I can prove it, but he could have been controlled like opposition the entire time, like to mm-hmm. set up for what we're experiencing now. You know what I mean, the greatest way to like kind of unite people under one roof is to have them all hate the same thing. So they put this man in there, let him do the things they knew were going to be agitating to people so that they could turn the tide to hate everything that he stood for. Uh And they could decide what he stood for because they didn't really let him do anything for his entire presidency either. Uh, They were really calling the shots for the entire time. If you look back at the last four years, What has Trump really done? Not much, not that really any president does, but he was soft at every opportunity and kind of uh, deflected and uh, really made to look like this terrible person so that everybody, not everybody, obviously, but a huge section of the country really was on this orange man bad frenzy um, that really sets the stage for a really big swing back in the other direction uh, as we're kind of looking at possibly facing now.
0: Absolutely! Oh, Um, totally. I I I love that during this whole four years. I mean, we we even got our own, or not we, but uh, in the United States, there's even a whole new Trump derangement syndrome, which is you know this whole new. syndrome supposedly uh all caused by this one guy but yeah i mean that's a great point that like you know he definitely could be in a controlled opposition um type of character and you've got like alex jones you know all up on his meat um every mm. chance that he gets <laughs> <laughs> um Straight. so i don't know maybe maybe uh maybe he'll learn better uh, after this go around but we'll see <laughs> i don't have much hope in him any, any these days, uh, no
1: i think we kind of mentioned previously that if that dude was everything that he said that he was and he wasn't controlled opposition up to some point. Yeah, that uh, he would be having a lot rougher time in life than he is right now.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. William Cooper is <laughs> always go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. So one thing that I haven't really heard a whole bunch of people talking about is how closely paralleled um, this Great Reset stuff is to the things that david crowley was talking about in gray state the rise rough cut
0: oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that was a great um documentary i mean as as rough as it was you know without um being all edited and touched up you know for a final release that was a great documentary um that's definitely one that i still show a lot of people um when trying to kind of show them you know wake them up to uh to our side i guess you could say so what's going on yeah yeah, yeah there's a definitely. great piece.
2: I wish that it was uh, available clean without all the uh, subs <laughs> through it. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: definitely been modified. <clears> that's and that's, that's a That's, a, that's a, a, I recommend
2: uh, people not watch it like straight through in one sitting, uh, especially mm-hmm. if you're like a more sensitive person to uh, subliminals and stuff like that. Um, you'll digest the information, get a lot more out of it. If you break it up into like two or three pieces, I would say, because if Mm -hmm. you sit through it the whole time, you'll, you'll feel weird. Like even if the information in it is stuff that you're very comfortable with, you'll feel a strange kind of, uh, kind of, uh, malaise come over you. At least I know I do when I watch it uh, with the stuff that's uh, embedded in there. Absolutely. And that's one thing that like
1: I had even kind of warned you about when I told you about it. Um, because it was something that I was definitely concerned about Mm -hmm. from when I had watched it. And that's, that's a whole big, interesting story from another time, but the uh, (laughs) reader's digest version is, is at the time, uh, I was, I had some access to some data and I heard that the, in the wake of, of David Crowley's obvious murder, um, Mm -hmm. That the documentary he was working on was going to be uh, pushed out and released, and it was going to be re- released on a public FTP server at like you know 2 a.m. some ridiculous time, and I stayed up all night and got it started downloading. And the uh, file size was different in the morning. My my download didn't finish, and the file size was different. And I ended up with something different than what I had initially downloaded. And uh when I watched it the first time I couldn't help but to notice a uh, weird audio track laid in the background and I you can't really make out what it is but the whole thing's just loaded down with subliminals Have you watched it Dal?
0: Yeah, oh. I um <laughs> I I um never noticed any of that stuff really it seemed i thought it was just something that it was just like uncut like unfinished like i noticed where <laughs> you can see where it says things like you know insert insert title card here or what have you um but i guess uh, i don't know i guess i wasn't really um up to speed on that uh
1: n- go check it out when you get some time and yeah, go, go you watch the
2: it, you definitely notice
1: yeah go check out the version that's on youtube and mm-hmm. uh turn your volume up uh actually skip to about 20 25 minutes into the end of the video and then okay. then turn your volume up and yeah. uh i think you'll be kind of kind of surprised <laughs> with what you're hearing i was okay yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's, so that's the the gray state the rise uh for anybody um who wasn't following that that we're talking about that uh, documentary and that's yeah. by the filmmaker that was actually working on the gray state film um are they still doing anything with that? I know that the page still posts things from time to time on Facebook, um, but they seem to be like, whoever's running that seems to be like a Trump supporter or something now. I don't know.
1: I I don't know that anybody would really want to continue working on that, man. I think that uh, yeah. to some people that were in the know, that message was kind of put out there loud and clear. Yeah. Um, As far as how that kind of stuff would be handled, Um, as a matter of fact, like, you know, I've been I've been on Instagram for a while and like I know some people and I've got some connections and stuff. And I knew people that, you know, had mutual connections with people that were working on that film and stuff like that. And I got to tell you, people will not talk about it. If they had any type of connection or anything to it at all, even like, you know, people that I've known like eight, 10 years, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people that I'm aligned with in views or, you know, people that I even that I have history with, like, they don't want to talk about that stuff, man. Uh, and I, I think reasonably so in some cases.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, and f- again, for anybody that's not uh, aware, you can, there's, I think there's a documentary. Is it still on uh, Netflix? I think it's called a gray state, um, that kind of talks about, you know, how they, how, how David supposedly, um, killed himself and his family. But, you know, obviously we're probably all in the camp, uh, to agree that he did not do that.
1: Yeah. Well, just looking at some of the details that have come out about it, like there's certainly been some conflicting information. As far as like the crime scene and stuff like that. And the thing is, is that ultimately, I mean, really, you're talking about trusting the news media and or trusting police, you know, and there's been plenty of instances in the past where people know when to keep their mouth shut and details disappear. And I mean, God forbid, you couldn't possibly imagine a police officer falsifying a police report, could you? (laughs)
0: oh god no that that would never happen no absolutely not (laughs) so there's
1: just there's a lot of questions surrounding that and i know that that was one thing that kind of really kind of opened my eyes was not necessarily like what happened to him because like we've seen where that's happened before uh in any type of like any type of movement counteracting like that we've seen where somebody's either demonized and or just totally rubbed out you know, and we mentioned William Cooper earlier.
0: Yeah, Gary Webb is another example.
2: Dude, they're super mainstream with it. I mean, the, the, the courts have ruled that MLK was killed and MLK was playing ball. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. so it's not really a stretch to believe that uh, being taken out uh, is like a thing that does not happen on a regular basis.
1: As a matter of fact. To even think that that's not a possibility is, is highly ignorant because it would require you to not know. And Ryan, you brought up the, the civil rights case um, pertaining to – or the uh, the civil case pertaining to the Martin Luther King Jr. assassination. And you're yep. absolutely right, bro. Like, yeah, like it's on record in their courts who had something to do with this. Yep. Nobody uh, cares. It was CIA,
0: wasn't it? I think the I think the the, um, the kn- court ruled it was the CIA.
1: Did they pin it down uh, to a specific agency, I or
2: I don't know if they, they did it. ever specifically name it as CIA? But I know that they did mm. take credit as government, and that it was uh, it was the government that I think it was the federal government that made the payout for the you know court proceedings. Yeah. Wild, right? And Crazy people shit. don't want to look at that kind of stuff.
0: But yeah, so yeah, like, still not something that we get taught in school, right? So <laughs> That's and the whole. whole-
1: the whole gray I'll state thing, like if you look at the way that that documentary is, is put together and the way that it's built, like it makes it very clear what the plan mm-hmm. is and, and the agenda that's coming. And just the people that are in the documentary, uh, I mean, dude, what? we got Ron Paul, Adam Kokesh, who else? There's a bunch mm-hmm. of, there's a ton of people in there and mm-hmm. they're all kind of giving you, I mean, geez, these were red pills in what, 2014? And yeah. kind of letting people know what was going on, and uh, there's a uh, there's there's a bunch of really good parts. There's always a uh, Adam Kokesh quote that sticks out from the end, uh, where he's talking about, and it's yeah, a classic Adam line that when you're growing up and you know you're taught don't hit and don't steal, you know it's not unless you have a badge and a gun. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and yeah. I think that that's a lot of. You know, a lot of what we're seeing there, there's a lot of really good stuff in that. I would encourage anybody to kind of check that out and kind of stick to what what Ryan had recommended as far as limiting your exposure to it. I definitely wouldn't watch it like right before bed or anything like that or fall asleep <laughs> no. watching it. Yeah. Definitely no. something yeah, daytime. Don't watch. fall
2: asleep watching it. That would be terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to let your yeah. body just absorb those. Oh yeah. Just, like you know, without talk, conscious brain talking about your defenses stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and, anybody, <laughs> and anybody that's got any, any questions about subliminal messages or, or anything like that behavior modification, a lot of that stuff's been declassified, bro. We're no longer yeah. debating whether or not that that's something that's legit. They've already declassified it. They've already been working on it. They've already shown the yeah. studies, you know, where what they can achieve with it. So mm-hmm. anybody that's going, "Oh, our government wouldn't do that." No, you're just not ed- educated about the last time
2: our government did it and got caught. And you're yeah. too lazy to even type in DuckDuckGo mm. instead of Google mm-hmm. to be able to find the information that's very easily available as long as you don't use Google. <laughs> right there in front of your face.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I definitely recommend DuckDuckGo. I've been using that a lot uh, a lot more lately, especially um, after having watched. Um, have you guys actually seen The Social Dilemma, either of you guys? Mm-mm.
2: I have not watched so, it yet. I've been recommended it a couple of times, but I uh, have not gotten around to watching it yet.
0: As you guys might have noticed, and definitely some of uh, some of the people listening might have noticed, I've not been spending a lot of time um, posting, and that that documentary I can say is definitely one reason uh, behind that. Um, besides the fact that I've just had a lot going on in the personal life, but um, I definitely recommend everybody give it a watch. Maybe if you guys do give it a watch, we can come back to that topic another time. But um, mm. I definitely recommend it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely, I check that out, bro.
0: Yeah. So um Ryan, the last time that we were on uh together, we were talking about the um uh Black Mirror, that uh TV show on on Netflix, and we we're talking about yeah. the social credit system. And this is yeah. kind of going back to this technocracy. I was kind mm-hmm. of um I was looking up, you know, um, trying to trying to dig in a little bit more about this and um, I didn't really I, I've heard things about China and China's China's uh, social credit system, but I, I didn't realize how in-depth it actually is. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> and so
0: I found this. Um, I, this is a, an interesting thing from um, the visual I think everybody should check this out um, called uh, the game of life visualizing China's social credit system. And it basically just talks about how um, each citizen is assigned points and is constantly monitored um, to judge their uh, behavior. Um, they can gain points by doing things like donating blood or money, engaging in charity work, praising the government on social media, or helping the poor. Um, or they can lose points. <laughs> they can lose points by not visiting one's aging uh, parents regularly. Which, well, we can't do that shit now. <laughs> um, cheating in online games, insincere apologies for crimes committed, or spreading rumors on the internet. Um, and so, some of the rewards it says here includes fast-tracking a work promotion, priority status for children's school admissions, easier access to bank loans and consumer credit, and tax breaks. And punishments include things like exclusion from booking flights or train tickets. Ineligi- ineligibility for certain jobs, uh, restricted access to public services and public shaming on TV and via social media. So <laughs> wow. if this isn't literally what we were just talking about <laughs> a couple weeks yeah. ago, I mean, I mean, that's you know, I don't know what else is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, it's insane to think that like people are living that right now. Um, that's wild.
0: Yeah. And this, um, it, it, you can go on to read more about it. So if anybody that wants to check it out again, it's from the visual or it's actually just visualcapitalist.com, com, No, the, um, but it just talks about how this is, you know, it, it's only just begun really in the last couple of years. And, um, it's, it's not even, you know, near where they want it to be yet. So, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, kind of the thing that we have to look forward to with this great reset, um, as, uh, This Klaus fellow um, has been talking about um, all these different uh, transhumanism type of things and and reading people's minds and all of this crazy shit. Have you um, you guys looked into any of that by this uh, Klaus Schwab fellow?
1: So I've been given a little bit of information about it in in discussion, but as Mm -hmm. far as like reading anything that's been specifically put out, no
0: yeah yeah i haven't i haven't had a chance to really look into um like he has a book that's out about um the uh the pandemic and everything but i just again i mean i find it hilarious that they're openly talking about these things um with all of these leaders all over the world and it's the same thing that they've been doing um you know with the bilderberg group and with uh these various other um the club of rome you know going back all of these different all these different uh, groups uh, and meetings secret meetings that nobody else is allowed in and talking about all these things going back for decades literally and-
1: literally everything that Alex Jones spent like 14 15 <laughs> years trying to warn us was coming before he turned around dropped his knees for cops yeah i got you bro. right i got yeah, you exactly i mean but it's baseless though but it's baseless <laughs> baseless totally baseless unfounded like, rumor we 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 have seen the rise of this police state that's just absolutely unparalleled um, mm-hmm. between yep. a federal intelligence and, 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 alphabet agencies, intelligence and between uh, federal uh, funding of local law enforcement with stuff like MRAPs and shit that I was riding around in Iraq, um, you know, between all of that, like there's just this potential for, the worst kind of abuse by people in power. And I think that people have been scared to this point. I mean, you know, in your lifetime, probably, well, you were born before OKC bombing, right?
0: Uh, I was born in uh, 93.
1: Okay. So like right around that same time you had, you had Waco, you had OKC, Mm -hmm. you had, all kinds of stuff going on, right? Where right wing beliefs, right wing extremists were kind of demonized in the media and by the Clinton administration. And if you go back and you look at what some of these people were saying, and some of these people were writing, like, bro, if you go back and read Kaczynski's manifesto, he straight (laughs) up freaking warned us about this shit back in the day. Like the Unabomber called it
2: bro everything yeah, that the world what that, he did, but yeah, what I don't support. What he was trying to stop or coming right at your face right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like the things
1: that, the things that he saw coming to fruition, he was, you know, he was hell bent on going about stopping him his own way. And like, sure. Like whatever, the dude wasn't right in the head, but at the same time too, like, go back and read it. If you've never read it, go back and read it. And you're going to be like, Wow. Was he just talking about the social credit system? Holy crap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I actually haven't read it. I, 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 um, I've I, been hearing a lot of people talking about his works recently, um, so I'm definitely going to go back and check that out for sure. Well,
1: dude, as Ryan would probably try and assure me at this point, you're probably on several watch lists already. One more, (laughs) being on one more for reading the manifesto, probably not going to be an issue for you at this point.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely been. I I was just making that joke the other day at at our friends' giving. I'm like, yeah, I've been on a watch list for the greater part of the last decade. I'm sure, so
1: (laughs) zero doubt. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of this stuff come come to fruition now, and. The thing is, is like the stage is set and a lot of the stuff that's being put out by these, uh, how are they described? Far right uh, media pulpits uh, in that article. Um, Far
0: right conspiracy theorists. So uh,
1: a lot of the stuff that's being put out is it really has its agenda 21 agenda, uh, agenda 2030 stuff that's just been rebranded and relabeled, but just happens to conveniently match up with the great reset stuff that's being put out in the world economic forum, they're not doing themselves any justice. If you've caught any of their mm, social engineering, I won't even call it commercials. If you've caught any of their social engineering that they've produced for the great reset, Mm -hmm. bro, it's outright, outright social engineering, trying to influence and affect the opinions of people and get people more accepting to this idea that, you know, Trump, the game show post did so poorly run in this country that we just need to hit the reset button. And (laughs) to a degree, they're not wrong. We do need to hit the reset button, but it's not in a fully centralized, you know, governing body that they're talking about. And this was you, I remember you and I, we talked previously like about Zeke Geist and a resource-based economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the Great Reset just absolutely not a resource-based economy? So <laughs> if, you right. go, if you go and you you go and you take a look at it, it's uh, the the parallels in technocracy are, I mean, psh, overwhelming. So yeah, uh, you pretty much have these people that came up with this idea for a resource-based economy and thought it was a great idea to make everybody free, and now as the that article actually as other articles state that these are like the top capitalists in the world that are behind this stuff. But if you go and you look at the organizations that these people support, they're absolutely socialists, Fabian socialists in, in most instance, instances. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys, they're members of the same secret societies that we were talking about just, a, you know, just a few minutes ago. So, you know, I think that some of this is going to be spun on, oh, look at what these capitalists are doing. Yeah, bro, these capitalists, yeah, yeah, they're implementing socialism. Yes, that's the problem. I get it. <laughs> and they've got, they've got just such this great mass of wealth and control that they've amassed. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's not just corporations, man, and it's not just governments. We all know who wins every war, and we all know who wins every election and it's the bankers and that was the you know that was the thing that was consistent leading up to the election this year is i would just get one dm after the other or one q a response after the other hey man what do you think is going to happen with the election what's your projection well my projection is the bankers are going to win because that's who Mm -hmm. always freaking wins
0: yeah pretty much i mean pretty much going back at for as long as I, you know, can think of <laughs> as far as I mean, not even just the United States history, but before that as well. Well,
1: I, you know, and we had we had Eisenhower that warned us of the military industrial complex and its rise to power mm-hmm. and the the inherent dangers in amassing that. But what we don't have Eisenhower around right now to scream about is the rise of the medical industrial complex. And yeah it's only a matter of time before we start to kind of see a fusion between that industry and others. Um, you know, before we start seeing department of health issued, you know, uh, pistols or machine guns and buying 10,000 rounds of 40 caliber ammunition, like we saw, you know, during the Obama administration.
0: Oh yeah. Well, during the Obama administration, I mean, it was every fucking department under the sun, the Department of Education, the Department of Ad- Agriculture—I mean, all of them. Yep, we're doing that. Shit, so
1: Ryan, Ryan said something funny to me. We were talking about this, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> I guess what well, you know what all those FEMA coffins are for?" And I was like, <laughs> "Bro, we always knew what those FEMA coffins were for. We're just gonna get to see them get used."
0: Yeah.
2: I mean because yeah, like I was talking more about the camps than the coffins. Oh yeah, the internment camps the bodies stack up, but the camps are set up for internment. I mean, that's uh, that's gotta be incredibly clear at this point when you look around. I mean, uh around the rest of the world, there's been open admissions. Uh like New Zealand, I know has openly said that they have camps set up for people who refuse to be tested even. Uh so yeah. if it's happening in other places, it's coming here. Like this is not a uh isolated thing and uh it it's just a matter of time and we all know that these uh camps have been being built in the united states for quite a while now um they weren't being built for nothing and it seems like they have a reason now so we'll see what happens
0: yeah and i think they've been um i think people have been posting about them in uh in canada and australia as well I've, um, I've seen a lot of
1: canadians uh a lot of my canadian followers uh that i follow
0: mm-hmm.
1: They might be even more concerned than some than most of our countrymen or even some of the people in in our community that are familiar with this stuff. Um, And I don't know precisely where that's coming from because I admittedly totally stay out of Canadian politics. Sorry, Canadian followers. It just (laughs) is what it is.
0: Um well, I think I think Canada has always um been a little you know a couple steps ahead as far as like progressivism and things uh go so I'm not surprised to be honest I believe
2: Canada has uh, announced that they're going to have quarantine camps as well officially so they mm-hmm. do have reason to be concerned there Yeah that the, the gulags have uh, become a modern thing and uh, are going to start to be filled one way or another so if I was Canadian I would be concerned uh so
1: Stay you know, strong out there,
2: Canadian brother?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's only it's only a matter of time before we're gonna be instructed to show up to our uh our DARPA funded voting booths, you know, at prescribed <laughs> days and times. And I mean, who didn't see Skynet coming out of that? You know, between mm-hmm. them and what, Boston Dynamics like totally saw all this coming. And people still deny it to this day, man. Like it's, it's almost like we've got these people that are standing around and they're like, Oh, that would never happen because you know, other human beings wouldn't do that to other human beings. And it's just <laughs> like, okay, did you take world history? Cause like, <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure that you missed out on a lot. Um, but you know, what they don't realize is that in a very short amount of time, uh it's not going to be badged thug cops enforcing the will of tyrants on mm-hmm. your everyday people uh that's going to be automated um definitely um
0: yeah and moving into like a cashless society where you know you don't have to have a cop to uh to enforce something you just shut somebody's whole fucking life off yeah right? or
1: debit it from their account as soon as they run the red yeah. light you debit the fine from their account the evidence is there exactly. they just go ahead and do it Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. not even that i mean i'm talking about enforcement uh you know for non-victim uh non-violent victimless crime laws uh just you know Uh, little uh, infractions here and there and you know Mm -hmm. you've got Robocop showing up to the house who's you know programmed in black and white and you know what I'm saying so like we've there's a whole lot of concerns about what's coming for that because there I think that there is a limit uh, to what you can get a human being to do to another human being and I, I think that that's a pretty incredible limit I think that we've seen that obviously people can do some incredibly horrible things but we've also seen Absolutely. that people can do even worse things over a longer period of time if there's some type of disconnect between them and the victim themselves and it's you know yeah. it's similar to what we see with 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 voting and, and, and other stuff where people vote to to force their will on the other people but <clears throat> there's gonna I mean, be a drastic no go ahead bro
2: not to go doom and gloom on it, but I think that you're going to see even before there's robots showing up, just the public is going to be uh, social crediting. That's what we've been taught through this whole kind of COVID thing is that uh, we can treat people differently for not consenting to what the government says. And That's really what mm-hmm. the whole mass thing is. And that is creating a disconnect as well. Like you're talking about between kind of dehumanizing to be able to, to break that barrier down as to what you're willing to do to your fellow man, because it does make them less of a human to you to not see their facial expressions or anything like that ever again. Um, and then you look at the Stanford prison experiment and you go, oh, if, if you tell somebody that they are, uh, you know, uh, at a, yeah, in charge of enforcing these rules, they'll take it to a crazy level to enforce those rules because they think they have authority.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, and also I mean or or it also goes back to, you know, where you said because, you know, they can't see their face, but then if they do see your face, well now you're one of those, you know, filthy anti maskers and oh, yeah. and you just want everybody's grandma to die. So mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, you're you're obviously less than uh the same way as the anti vaxxers and the anti this and that, you know, um conspiracy theorists and far right, whatever other fucking label that they want to throw on you. Mm-hmm. I
1: laugh at all these labels just simply because, <laughs> I mean, it's it's always something different. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. find some type of hot word or something to clutch onto, and then you know they demonize based on that. I know that previously we kind of discussed staying away from labels and specifically yeah. talking about principles and values and morals and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I think that that's that's genuinely helpful to maybe avoid getting some things flagged, uh, in the algorithms on social network and stuff like that. But ultimately Mm -hmm. like they know it is what it is. Um, a lot of this data and information, you know, is, is provided by the phone, by your phone to whoever has access to it. And I mean, genuinely, like once it leaves your phone, you don't know where it goes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's something that's also kind of discussed in the, um, uh, the social dilemma. Um, so again, check it out. <laughs> I'm going to, I will, yeah, I will check that out. Yeah, you for that sure.
2: Anything you're doing on your phone, it can't be accessed, but grow up. <laughs> 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 if the government wants to access it, they will. Uh, oh yeah. They got It's like usable in court yet or not. Depends on where they are with the laws and what jurisdiction you're in, but whether they can access it, they can. So don't be stupid.
1: Absolutely. Don't do anything that you're going to – yeah, that's going to be evidence <laughs> against you. I get people all the time that ask me in comments or in DM, like it matters, like it's really all that private. <clears throat> but they ask me and they're like, hey, how do uh, how do you not pay any taxes? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that you can Google that yourself without me incriminating myself on Instagram. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> You know, you can certainly get around stuff. You just need to get some information. But it's the same thing, like, uh whether it's on uh posts about firearm modifications and you know, people asking questions suspiciously. Um all of that stuff, like once the information's out there, man, like it's out there and it's there. So yeah. you know, it's it's kinda hard. I think that a lot, a lot of what we're seeing and some of the uh, some of the propaganda that's coming along with this great reset is that privacy is not a fundamental human right, and that mm-hmm. your medical privacy and pretty much all the personal information about you is and should be public knowledge, and that's kind of what's going on with this uh, too, uh, the type of medical tyranny that's involved is because, you know, here we have uh, decades of uh, anti-discrimination legislation in the United States where you have to make everything fair for people with disabilities or sicknesses or conditions or whatever. And now they're straight up looking at, you know, if you've got these sicknesses or illness or conditions, like you'll be prevented access from places. So, you know, all these years, like they've been legislating so that Whatever these people, you know, that people aren't discriminated against and then they're going to turn around and create a social credit system that specifically does just discriminate. That's all it does. That's what mm-hmm. that's what the, the social credit system is, is it discriminates against behavior, uh, people exerting behaviors that aren't preferred by the powers that be. And that's a really dangerous thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. especially for people that don't have any desire to be controlled, and I think that on the most part, people are awfully ignorant about how much of their information is available online. But furthermore, they that's just a drop in the bucket to what you know uh, a government agent would be able to access with nothing more than you know uh, a fax or an email.
0: No yeah if if you if you think that they don't know every damn thing about you like down to what color underwear you're wearing today, you're full of shit they definitely yeah.
1: know they definitely know that what color underwear I'm wearing today um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely a direction that you know we see everything head and uh you know the incentive. Is there. Uh, if you take a look at the struggle worldwide for resources over time, uh, you know we've seen all these natural resources have been fought over since you know industrialization or you know even before. Mm-hmm. Well some of the stuff that's coming along with the great reset and some of the information that's being leaked out there with it is that the next great natural resource to be controlled, are human beings? Yeah, you know, think about it. your HR department at work. You know, they call you a, a human resource. You know, if you need something, you go to human resources, and that's pretty much how uh, this whole great, great reset perceives everybody is to be uh, some type of human resource. There's been uh, even like the Gates Foundation. I know you've probably seen some information that's been put out with them as far as like Mm -hmm. how their social credit system would essentially be like an implant in your body that would gauge your behavior and your activity and then punish or reward you accordingly. Right. And it yeah, working hard will essentially make it so that you mine crypto like while you're working or while you're being nice to people or, you know, Stuff like that. It's pretty wild.
0: It's interesting because you know, looking at going back to like Agenda 21 and all of that stuff, what I always foresaw for, you know, the future was was like um like the Hunger Games. You know, I actually I remember now that I say that, I went and saw the the first Hunger Games film with I think it was my mom and my sister, and we walked out, and you know, of course my mom's like, Well, what did you think? I'm like, "Oh, it's pretty good. That's, you know, pretty much exactly what they want to do." She's like, "What are you what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh, that's that's what the government they want to do that." <laughs> I mean, this was, you know, what uh 8 years ago or something like that now. And of course, she thought I was full of shit, but I'm like, "No, go go, you know, read Agenda 21. This is exactly the type of thing that they want where you have um you know the lower class and then you have you 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 have the lower class that works and slaves away for the upper class and it's not like people think of it now with capitalism but more of a of a legit like feudalistic kind of society where um you're not allowed out into the wilderness that has to be preserved for the for the upper class and and all of this and it um kind of goes back to the what is it the georgia guidestones on um Maintaining a, a proper um, population, mm-hmm. um, limited
1: population, absolutely,
0: yeah, 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 and all of that. So, but um, it it reminds me of another video that I saw recently um, that you can find on YouTube called Planned Opolis. Have you seen? Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. It's uh, it's P L A N N E D Planned, planned um, Opolis O P O L I S, and it talks about um, basically this is from. 2011 and it just talks about um you know this centrally planned city basically that's all run on ai and it's just uh, i don't even know what the i don't know why this video was created um but it's just (laughs) It sounds like they pretty (laughs)
1: much stole the concept from zeke guys bro
0: yeah it's very similar to that and it but it talks about how you have like a calorie credit and, um, you know, depending on, on how many stops you make in your, in your vehicle and things like that, it takes away from your credits and, um, everybody gets their, their job, um, you know, pre-planned for them after high school and all of this. That sounds and, um, wonderful.
1: That doesn't sound like, yeah, that great. doesn't sound like 1984 at
0: all, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's another one that I encourage people to check out. Again, it's called a planned Um There's a couple of different versions uh, uploaded on YouTube that you can watch. Um, but that's kind of just another glimpse into the future. Um, probably some of the type of shit that we can expect. And I'm wondering, you know, how long can they keep it up um, with this with this COVID thing? You know, do you do you think that they're gonna just milk this thing dry, or do you think that? They will, you know, is is there going to be some some next uh, big threat that they can use to continue on um, to a different path, you know, like a, a different a different way forward uh, for their control? I
1: mean, it's going to continue on exactly until it's time for you know people to be protesting in the streets over something the media wants them to be protesting about.
2: Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we saw. Go ahead. I mean, I think yeah, you'll see distractions here and there, like you're saying, Jay, where uh, they'll be protests in the streets that are uh, media approved and the direction of attention will be shifted that way. But I think we're going to continue to see this COVID stuff until uh, we've got vaccines running rampant. Um, it's probably the end game there. Um, Cause once mm-hmm. they can get people to submit to uh, mass vaccinations, that's the skin barrier. I mean, that's the ultimate end game uh, at that point. You can control people from the inside, like chemically um, and not have to worry about consent or in a lot of cases, people are going to voluntarily give that consent straight over to the government and their no-liability vaccines. Uh, So I think we're going to continue to see COVID uh, be a a, a mass pandemic until um, vaccines are out. Um, Mass pandemic was in air quotes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, exactly. (laughs) Um, I think that's how long it's going to keep on going for. I don't necessarily think that this vaccine that they are uh, cooking up real fast necessarily has like little micro robots that are going to go control your brain in it. But I do think that it's setting the stage for them to be able to inject anybody they want with anything they want from that point forward. Yeah. Uh, so even if this vaccine is literally just salt water, um, it's not going to do uh, any good or bad and is just going to, uh, you know, let them inject everybody. The precedent. the same mm-hmm. precedent. Yeah where they uh when they do have something that is going to have the effect that they want to be able to control people uh they can and will uh enforce that vaccination and uh we'll see some some effects be they good bad or uh, different but uh it will take away their need to get consent and uh that's not something that i know any of us here are into <laughs> yeah no absolutely no. <laughs> like um
1: this past week i've been doing some been kind of doing some digging into uh some of the some of the things that ron paul has been talking about since the late 70s as far as medical tyranny Mm -hmm. and you want to talk about a guy that saw this coming
0: (laughs) yeah i think i mean even right up at the very beginning he was calling this a hoax uh from the start oh if you if you
2: johns hopkins mm -hmm. that i was talking about earlier um i'm not sure what the best way to find it is at this point I can provide to you, Doug, um, a, uh, a archive of it, but uh, a Johns Hopkins researcher put out a whole article that explains the COVID numbers, uh, to be able to be what they actually are, which uh, is not an increase in death overall, no change in deaths across age groups. Um, it's just that, uh, and that if you look at other major causes of death, they didn't stay the same while uh, COVID added on top, like we're kind of being led to believe by the media. Um, it's right. just that uh, people died at the same rate they always did. A bunch of the deaths for the other major things like heart disease got tacked into COVID deaths because every other type of major death uh, saw a decrease in the rate that it happened across all age groups at about the same rate as they usually do. Mm-hmm. Um And uh, we're all being told that and people are believing that a lot of people are dying because they're saying that it's killing off the old people. But newsflash, it was always the old people that died the most. Um, That's always been your highest risk for death was uh, those who are old. You Um, don't say, bro. (laughs) But uh, overall, (laughs) they found no spike in death um, and that it. They and the article really concluded that while they're saying not that the virus is a hoax, but that the numbers are very misleading, um, was kind of yeah. the final conclusion. Uh, that article did not last more than I think about a day, uh, up as, on like Johns Hopkins as a published article, and then it was kind of scrubbed from the net. So, like I said, I have an archived uh link to it from when it was okay. up that I can send to you if you want to like give the listeners a link to it. Um, yeah, for sure. But that just goes to show everybody that if you're if you're waiting for facts and logic to end this COVID like hysteria, it's not happening. Um, that's not something that's going to happen. you uh, the public around you that's walking around down the sidewalk with a cloth mask over their face is not going to do take the time to find this information, and it's not going to be given to them. Uh, the information mm. that would make them calm is actively being scrubbed and censored, while they're turning on their TV and getting more uh, panic. So until the government wants it to be over, it's not going to be over. And uh, it doesn't look like the government, whoever we want to say the powers that be decides that uh, the pandemic is controlled. It's not going to be controlled. So don't, don't be waiting on science to save us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that yeah, wholeheartedly. Um,
1: we, we, And we're going to just – we're going to probably see more and more of it. Uh, You can even see it now. Uh, Headlines today are, you know, huge spike in cases. (laughs) Oddly oddly (laughs) enough, there is also a huge spike in available testing. And it's almost like if a certain percentage of the population have it, when they run more tests, that they're going to have more infected. So they're not talking about – they're not talking about what the rate of infection among those tested. They're just talking about it overall. It's going up. They don't tell you that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, three times as many people were tested for this, this double infection, you know, and then (laughs) the numbers don't account for this. And what they never, ever, 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 ever mention is the low mortality rate.
0: Yeah, it just goes back to
1: what we said mentioned anymore. Yeah, it's most, like uh, oh, articles. absolutely, because it's it's negligible at best. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 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 and it just goes back to what we said earlier. I mean, as long as you write um, a good headline, that it, it, it does the job for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna have to cut it off here. Um, we're coming up to our limits, so. I um, appreciate you guys coming on once again. Of course, I will be happy to have you guys on again very soon.
1: Um, yeah, any final
0: us. words before we get out of here?
1: Let's do that FTP episode next.
0: Oh, yeah. absolutely! <laughs> yeah. We absolutely
1: to do that
2: halfway. We? <laughs>
1: we we definitely need to make that happen for sure because there's there's a lot of information that I would I would love to cover in that myself.
0: For sure. Excellent. Well, that's, that's going to be next. Then we've got that. Uh, we've got that put on the schedule then <laughs> or we'll have to put, it we'll on do the it. Well, anyways, I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, you guys have yourselves a good night. You
2: too. You as well. Take Thanks care.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Break the State Podcast. If you want to support this show, you can do so by becoming a contributor for as little as 99 cents per month over at anchor.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support. That's A N C H O R.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support. I want to give Jay and Ryan a big thank you once again for coming back on the show today. You can find them both over on Instagram at antistate and at underscore or underscore else underscore what, respectively. And you can find all of your liberty-themed apparel at Jay's website, antistate.net, where my merch will be soon available as well. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel where I try to upload each episode the Friday after its original release date. I will get better about that. And uh, finally, you can find me over on Facebook, so be sure to like and follow there. So that's going to be it for me today, y'all. Until next time, remember, the corporate media is not the arbiter of truth. Peace.